guys. So everyone is buzzing about AMC. Um, I hope that people are doing their due diligence. If you want to prepare for the inflation, you want to prepare for what's going on. I hope you guys are investing wisely, um, checking out precious metals, checking out stocks like NIO, Tesla, uh, you know, the EV stocks uh, and AMC. So here's the latest because I know people are looking. I believe the hedge funds have please a response. This video. But before we get into it, please smash like let's, button. Let's see if we can get a response. Uh, yeah, Griffin, this channel. If we know how humans behave and we can predict that, we can use that to better position our portfolios. And a number of quantitative strategies rely upon human biases and behavior to be successful. So there you see Ken Griffin talking about how he apparently knows how to watch humans behave and therefore knows exactly what's going to happen next when it comes to market conditions. This tweet says, let's remind everyone that these shorts are banking on our emotions to predict what we do. Leave emotions at the door, ignore FUD to stay well with AMC family. What's troubling about Ken Griffin saying these things is that there is already a lot of manipulation going on in the market, at least a lot are speculating. This right here is dark pool trading. Dark pool trading is a privately organized financial forum or exchange for trading securities. Dark pool allows institutional investors to trade without exposure until after the trade has been executed and reported. What's troubling is that there's speculation going on that these hedge funds are manipulating the prices of AMC and other highly, highly shorted stocks by doing things like dark pool trading, manipulating options and other things to make the short interest go down and make it seem like the hedge funds have already covered their shorts. And he explains that they are using a whole range of human emotions, anger, joy, fear, etc., and set their complex trading algorithms to take advantage of these emotions. What we're seeing today is a very clear example of that. Monday, green, joy. Tuesday, green, go above 64, knock down to 59, joy and anger. Wednesday, deep red, fear and anger. What they're doing today is trapping people in their emotions with zero hopes that people will panic, sell, at the sign of red. So what is their main advantage? It costs us zero to hold our stock while Citadel and other hedge funds are paying hundreds of millions of dollars each day in interest and borrow fees to short more stocks. The only way for them to win is if the psychological warfare and majority of apes sell their stocks. Days like these, the best option is to close your market apps, focus on something else, or find a calm voice to listen to. One example of what I can see coming a mile away today is Ortex are similar, showing that they are returning shares, which will cause even more fear. In that case, remember these two important points. A return share is not necessarily a shorted share that has been covered. It might just be barred and returned without ever being shorted. Remember T plus two, any shares returned today were in fact returned on Monday. So the fact that Ken Griffin in this interview is literally admitting that, yeah, they're utilizing the emotions, the anger, the joy from other traders and building algorithms around these types of things to try to get one up on the other traders sort of just proves that a lot of the things that people are speculating on are probably actually going on. Either way, all we can do is keep an eye on the actual short interest, which Ortex says right now is around 13.63%. So there is still a lot of short interest on AMC as of today. And as long as AMC is highly shorted, there are going to be hedge funds and others that are going to need to purchase the shares at some point to cover their shorts. And in the meantime, they are going to be charged, charged hundreds of millions each day in interest and borrow fees to short more stocks. So if we're actually playing a game of psychological warfare, like Crane Griffin is basically admitting to, we're going to have to see who wins. But with that being said, make sure to please subscribe to the channel to never miss anything that's going on. I'll be posting all the updates as they come in. Bitcoin. Not a lot of uh, 
uh, overhead supply here. This is looking pretty good for this area. If we go back a little bit further, it might change. I am anchoring my um, uh, volume profile tool These people's to names the previous high. That have to uh, do I'm with my do personal life. I mean, do they even think that I have cool. feelings? I'm not sure. I don't, this one doesn't let me have, do my uh, He's not sure. thing like I like to. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care about how I feel about anything. It's not like his arms are broken. Yeah, it's uh, wow. So, so, so using using VWAP here, we can see that below the VWAP uh, is sort of a, a bearish area to be. Um, and as we approach it, well, it, it totally depends on how you use it. Basically, the VWAP here is resistance when you're below it. When you get to it, you can look at that as a signal to go short. Um, once you start to get to a, 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 um, a support level here, if you're trading Fubo, you would target the VWAP here. Right, and then once you got it, um, and you started to see this turnaround, which this this uh, uh, neutral candle here at the top, that's like a pretty obvious, like this is about to go the other way, uh, uh, candle. Um, then okay, you so we can pontificate all day. This AMC update. They applied to sell their stock even a year ago, even months ago, and now it's just finally triggering. Now let's keep talking about it. Let's look at the Ortex data. Let's look at the Ortec data and keep in mind, nobody is buying AMC stock at these current prices because they think this is the fair valuation for the company. They don't think that you buying it because it's a short squeeze play. So none of these things, none of this fear stuff, none of it is going to work. So let's look at the Ortex data and Ortex data. Again, I told you in the previous video that they are trying to manipulate all of the data, not Ortex, but the largest people are trying to do funny things in the background so that the data starts to look weird. So. Watch this. So Ortex just reported this, that the short interest is actually going up, but it's currently 11.7%. Now, 11.7% of free float, that means 60... ...shares are currently being shorted. Now, let's look at this, and I can show you some of the manipulation that they're doing, and I was explaining this to you, but now we got some hard facts. Here we go. So now, not too long ago, about a week ago or so, they returned 19... And they only borrowed 3 million shares. So they return, the short sellers are returning all of these shares. But this is the slick stuff that they're doing. Remember, there are three characters here. You got your broker, you got your short seller, which is the hedge funds, and then you got the market. This is me and you. We're in the market. The short sellers, they want to sell the shares into the market, then they drop, and then they buy it back for a cheap price and then give it back to the broker. They pocket the difference. But now, what's going on is when they borrow the shares from the broker, they are willing to just pay to hold it they want to pay and just hold it so then they can return it back to the broker and then have you thinking that there's no more shorting going on there's no more shorting going on they're trying to manipulate you and they're willing to pay to borrow shares that they are not going to short into the market just so they can return them and then make the data look as if all of the shares that were being shorted are being returned but they're returning shares that they did not give out in the first place that they did not shorten to the market so don't be fooled family i got your back and i just don't have it in my heart to leave you uninformed but if you can't handle the heat of these hot stocks then stay out of the kitchen and consider investing in index funds i love y'all <laughs> take care all right so yeah i found a random video <laughs> that was um talking about you know i guess theories and they were saying that um you know, what is it? What is it that we got here on Earth? You know, that ETs or entities or whatever. What are they interested in, you know? And this 
I heard a couple of different uh, theories. People were saying, um, and you're going to hear it over the next couple of episodes, some of the things that, uh, you know, makes Earth, you know, shiny, round, well, great object. We don't know how round it is. But anyway, the dome is round. Um, so copper is definitely one of the things. Copper, gold, the precious metals, same things we're going crazy over, right? Um, but understanding who these other beings are and what they have need of different um, earth stuff, you know, like why. So one of the things that I had not heard was that there's some kind of uh, device that's a time device that um, enables time to start again, to restart. So to start restart the simulation and it's something that happens, it's cyclical, you know, and for whatever reason, um, from what I'm hearing in this video, certain Anunnaki were given the responsibility to use this device to restart time. So whoever has this device to restart time can kind of have, be in a very advantageous position when the restart happens, um, you know, in terms of, you know, controlling things or or setting things in motion. So that is something I had not heard about like, okay, well, it's really who has this weapon. It's not a weapon, but who has this device that is a time uh, altering device that sets the time that could change everything. So that's kind of why I'm including this cartoon called the New Titans, so that you can understand some of these entities that uh, they had different names over the centuries. And in the Greek uh, pantheon, who some of these characters are and some of these ancient devices. The key lies in and around the Persian Gulf. When discussing this key, it is unavoidable to bring in the alien wars. What I am about to discuss is for people who have open minds. It is not for the skeptics and those programmed by the ruling elite, as they will probably never be able to see through the programming. I will repeat here that the reptilians are a cunning, hedonistic, chauvinistic, powerful race of Anunnaki. They have had the upper hand for so long that they are getting very cocky. In their arrogance, they think they have everything under control, just as they have in the past. They have controlled the restart of time on many occasions, and always set it up so they were on top. They have controlled the Ektawa for a long, long time. The Vulturites appear to be hot-headed, vicious and brutal. This has been their trademark, so to speak. The Reptilians have long held an edge over the Vulturites because the latter were so predictably brutal. However, the Vulturites have learned some cunning tricks of their own and the reptilians have carelessly underestimated their main opponents. The reptilians miscalculated the vulturite's resolve to obtain and hold Iraq at almost any cost. When the reptilians turned over the USA to the vulturites, they expected the vulturites to brutally attack other countries without purpose or focus. But, the vulturites were prepared and they went for Afghanistan and Iraq, and now have their sights on Iran. Although they are involved in many other conflicts around the world, and saber-rattling at places such as North Korea and Cuba, these are diversions. The Vulturites are after the Atuwa'e. They do not mind being perceived as brutal, deceptive and ambitious. They do not mind being hated, as they are. They have a single purpose, which is to get the Atuwa'e. 
I'm sorry, it's so... Table of the Cretan Bull, Table of Apollo, Tape Deck of Hercules. Hello? Some of us are trying to work? Hi! Let's see. Tablet. Tablet. No tablet. Timepiece of Zeus. A watch that allows the wearer to control time. <laughs> that would be cool. that have been found in all kinds of places like uh, the desert areas, like Iran, Iraq, all these different regions, uh, you know, that we go into, you know, um, people are possibly looking for these ancient devices that do different things. And these extraterrestrials apparently know where this stuff is and what to do. So it's like a race to find this stuff. And it's kind of like, I don't know, I feel like it's a really big secret, like people don't know this stuff. So what's interesting is that in these cartoon episodes, they literally have these cartoon kids, which are the reincarnations, the descendants of like the original Hercules, you know, the original uh, Narcissus, you know, the, these Hera. Um, so these are their descendants and they are fighting Kronos, who is the timekeeper. Um, so he was imprisoned in Tartarus, um, for a long time. You know what? We're going to go into that a little bit later. I just wanted to give you, this is just an intro to what's going on in the cartoon. And I gave you just enough for you guys to get a taste of what is the significance of these different devices and could it really be about artifacts and about this, this, uh, this time device. Um, that most of us aren't even aware, you know, existed. We know there's going to be a reset, but we don't know how, we don't know why, you know, we don't understand the reason for wars and stuff like that. And actually this to me makes more sense. You know, it makes a lot of things make more sense to me. And the episodes will also help put it all into context. So I hope you guys, uh, enjoy this and we'll be of course digging in more and more. Prometheus. Now, why are you so important? This is the tablet of Prometheus. That's it? It looks like a clay tablet. It is a clay tablet. What does Cronus want with that? When Prometheus created life, he wrote the formula down on this clay tablet. It's the recipe for making people. Cronus wants to create life? Or destroy it. That tablet may help Cronus find a fatal weakness in human beings. An Achilles heel, if you will. Hey, either way, we have to find that tablet before Cronus does. I'm thinking... I'm thinking we'd better come up with a plan. Archie's right. Excuse me for a minute. If you're going to the kitchen, can you grab us some sodas? Oh yeah, sure. I'm all about the sodas. Do the research, Odie. Get the sodas, Odie. That's it. Hello? 
piece of Zeus, where would I be hiding? The reptilians have moved the Atawa around the world. It has been to many places in recent years, all of which were under reptilian control at the time. The places include Tennessee, USA, Australia, Congo, Gibraltar, Vietnam, Israel and Iraq. It was last moved to Afghanistan, near Kabul. The vulturites are unaware that the Atawa is non-functional at this time. The reptilians have kept this information from the vulturites and everyone else. There is a missing part that contains the codes to activate the Atuwa. This is not a physical thing. This is the part that I confiscated from the reptilians a long time ago, after the last restart of time. This is what Ada Ilek is so furious about and is trying to dislodge from me by any means, including flattery, cajoling, threats, force and deception. It is a catch-22 situation for the reptilians. That is why I am still here. Incidentally, two new apertures have recently appeared near my home. One of them appeared in my favorite garden. I have seen Ada Ilek using one of them. Alex was guarding both of the apertures full-time. Pearl has temporarily taken over Alex's duties. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, they're saying it could be today. I mean, we don't know uh, what's going to happen. Um, so just get ready for the ride. And, uh, you know, it's it's exciting. You know, don't stop living your life. But, um, you know, it's exciting. So... We got a lot more on tap for you. I know I've been on a vacation for a while with the podcast. Um, <coughs> just trying to like literally snatch my life together. Um, but we're going to have really interesting shows coming up. Um, you know, I don't know if it's ever occurred to anybody that some of this, uh, the videos that we can have access to on YouTube, like that might be the disclosure. Like, that might be all we get. You know, we're sitting here waiting for someone to make an announcement, and the, the video might be like, yeah, we already told you. So um, we're going to have some interesting videos coming up. I hope you guys enjoyed today this little, like, introduction. So why did I put um, the new Titans on here? Is just to introduce people to some of these archetypes, some of these characters, um, and... Uh, you know, the heroes that they represent. So I'll do, I'll add uh, a segment to this so that we can understand it a little bit. But really kids in the cartoons are getting all this information on, you know, like what's probably real earth history. And when we know that in the next episode, we're going to be talking about this, you know, like, well, okay, so people, entities or beings or whomever they're coming back, who are they? Have they been here before? And, you know, like, our history that we have of like the Greek gods that they took from the Egyptians and they relabeled, you know, so we have all of this stuff and we really probably don't even pay much attention to it. So as we go on, you know, we'll be looking at these different things. So I can only do so much in one episode, but I hope you guys enjoyed this. And uh, we got we got some fun things coming up ahead, you know, some more probably movies on the radio you know, depending on what my time is. I hope everyone is having a splendid summer and enjoying yourselves. Um, is there anything that I wanted to tell you? I'm trying to think. 
um, make sure you're getting your vitamins because, I mean, I went on this whole thing of, oh, I'm going to try to get nutrients from food. And then like, I went back on my, okay, I'm going to like abstain from meat, you know? And that like, for me, I found out from my body type that like, that is like not the best idea. So I'm still, you know, trying other forms of protein and I need to do it more consistently. And get my vitamins in and stuff. So make sure if you're stocking up your prepping, uh, don't skimp on your vitamins because that's kind of like important. Um, if you've got money in the market, just like have different forms, have different forms of currency if you can. Um, still prepare, um, you know, for grid stuff going on, water, stuff like that, medications, all that good stuff. Okay, and we'll be back. Kyla Powers. Happy summer. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm cooking with Kyla. What a start do we have today. <coughs> One that I've never done before, but I'm glad that I discovered. And it's an excellent uh, summer fair. Um, it's extremely nourishing, uh, comforting, and it's nutritious for you too. So what am I talking about? Oh, I said there was a metaphor in there for, you know, a lot of us are obsessed with perfection and, well, it's not like this and it's not like that, you know, so because it's flawed or something appears to be flawed or it's not the epitome of what um, many people think is the bomb or whatever. There's that feeling that with the imperfection that, you know, it's, uh, it's not, it, it won't do. It's not good enough or however people feel. But I'm here to say, sometimes you can have something that was totally perfect and it's allowed to just be whatever it is. And for all the things that it picked up along the way to, yeah, even slightly decompose until it's uh, it's in a it's in a different state, and um, the imperfect is totally perfect. And I'm going to be this one. I never even told anybody what was going on. People were following, you know, what was going on. So anyway, hopefully, I'm going to be looking for the next AMC stock, and um, and talking about it. That's coming to the hedge funds, to the brokerages, what would happen all around Pretty if AMC thing. actually did hit $100,000 per share? Because he's the expert on all this. He's going to walk us through what exactly we would be dealing with. We're not asking him if it will, but we just want to know what would happen if it did. So Bridger, why don't you walk us through um, your credentials and, and, and what would actually happen if, if this happened? <clears throat> yeah, well, Tom, excited to be on the show. And, and we have a full, I guess, an interview coming out in a second. But uh, fun to be on. I love your show. I love what you do with AMC, all that kind of stuff. So 
Yeah, if if we hit a hundred thousand dollars, real just background to me, I've ran. Uh, I'm launching my third fund right now in real estate. Done two debt funds prior. We've helped a couple dozen funds launch over ten million dollars. Two funds over a hundred million dollars. We help people launch scale funds. We call ourselves the Wall Street Rebels, and uh, we're going against the the big hedge funds of Wall Street. People like us can go out and launch funds. Is kind of what we do to give you a, a background on me, I guess. But to back to the question, though, right? AMC hitting a hundred thousand dollars market cap. What was it again? About that'd be about five hundred trillion dollar market cap. Is that about right? fifty trillion, yeah. Fifty trillion, <laughs> which wow. is just insane. So we're in crazy land here. But hey, it actually, with what you're saying, with and I just listening to your show on synth- the the amount of synthetic stock that could have could be created and could be out there right now. If mm-hmm. if we are holding the bag on AMC, it's not impossible. And you know, even a $10,000 per share price would be crazy, right, from what it is today. Um, now, I think the example that, I don't know, makes a lot of sense for me is what happens with Arkegos, uh Capital Group. So Arkegos was ran by Bill Huang. If you guys saw this in the news a couple months ago, they uh, Bill Huang, he just runs his family office. So he just runs a, an office. He was a former guy that worked for a hedge fund. They run $20 billion they manage. And what happened was they took a long position in Viacom, the stock hiccuped, and they took this position through prime brokers. Now, this comes back to Citadel and and what's going on with them, with GameStop and with AMC and what potentially could happen because we just saw it happen with Bill Huang. (laughs) I like this guy's filing system. Hello, Odie. I trust all is well. Hmm. I was lost. Hello, Odie. I trust all is well. Now this is going to change things. One morning, one of our dogs accidentally wandered into one of the apertures and disappeared instantly. She had been curious about this spot for some time. We had to call her back until she stumbled back through the aperture from the other side, reappearing very suddenly and very dazed from the ordeal. We have seen this happen to other animals, including our horse. They walk into the aperture and suddenly disappear before our eyes, only to reappear again suddenly. All have come out of the experience looking dazed. Needless to say, Ada Ilek is up to something when he comes here. Many are following the Mayan calendar and mistakenly believe that the end of time is 2012. Those in the know have gone along with this date for a very important reason. It is now time to reveal that time must be restarted in 2008. The year 2012 was another misdirection by the reptilians to keep their opposition and ordinary people less focused and more complacent. It was also designed to misguide the opposition in their plans. It was important that the date of 2012 was believably close to the actual date of 2008. If time is not restarted in 2008, it will not be the end of time. Things will just take their own course, and the cosmos will eventually wind down in a natural death. After the last restart of time, The amoebas ejected the Anunnaki elite from the Earth and cordoned off the planet. The Anunnaki elite carefully guarded the activating code for the Atawa'e, and they took it with them as they left the planet. 
the Anunnaki elite have attempted to break the blockade on many occasions, but have failed each time. When the Anunnaki elite realized they could not break the amoeba's blockade, they tried to send the activating word through the subtle. Their last attempt was when Solomon was king of Israel, and the code was transmitted in three parts to King Solomon, King Hiram and Hiram Abif. Solomon wanted the power for himself, and his ambition resulted in the failure of the Anunnaki elite's last attempt to reactivate the Atuwa'a. See, the real secret word of the Freemasons. At the time I presented the real secret word of the Freemasons, I used the term of Morbonzi as the substitute word used by modern-day Freemasons for a definite purpose. The actual substituted word is Mahaban. There is a very important reason why I did that. All Freemasons should have recognized my alteration of the substitute word, and those in the know would have suspected that there must have been a good reason for doing it. Further, it was critical that I altered the first two syllables of the actual lost word of the Freemasons in the article. I did this for a purpose. It is the information about the word that was important to release, not the actual word. It was necessary to obscure the actual word. Adilek is currently searching the Vatican Library for this word, hoping that it has been recorded somewhere. This word is the code that is like an important device that holds the control of the Atawa'e. In the wrong hands, it is disastrous. It has been in the wrong hands for a long, long time. Since the reptilians underestimated the cunning and resolve of the vulture rites, they had their hands full protecting the Atawa'a from the advancing vulture rites, who know that the device must be activated in Iraq to restart time. The reptilians are not fully ready to launch a conventional war against the vulturites yet, but they are in panicked preparation for one. They are secretly mobilizing with great rapidity and intend to strike. The reptilians flex their muscles by causing the Indian Ocean tsunami on Boxing Day 2004. They mistakenly thought this would frighten the vulturites into submission. It had the reverse effect. The reptilians murder tens of thousands of people to try to shock the vulturites out of their quest, but the cunning vulturites are so resolved that they have treated their lost positions and people in the wake of the Indian Ocean tsunami as pawns of warfare. Since the reptilians are unable to successfully wage conventional war upon the vulturites as yet, the reptilians plan on striking the heart of the vulturite stronghold by launching another tsunami and other natural disasters that will devastate much of the USA. The first major cataclysmic event has eventuated. The second major cataclysmic event is drawing closer. Some aliens are trying desperately to flee the Earth at this time. Their efforts have caused a lot of ice to melt in Antarctica and other places, along with a host of other problems. What they do not realize is that if time is not restarted from Earth in 2008 this morning, because I had a salad yesterday. It was like a big old thing of salad because I want to get in that habit again if I can. I like to buy these big boxes of salad and, you know, I want that to be what I get full on. You know what I mean? For nutritious, I I'm not like, you know, going to drive myself crazy over weight loss and uh, like obsessing and... You know, look, I love my body. I know what led to this, the state that I'm in. And literally, there's nothing that I could have done. There's nothing that I could have done. I'm a woman and I have cortisol. 
And if I had people constantly stressing me out, and everybody knows that I did, and I had to literally fight and everything, my cortisol kicked in. And uh, whatever comfort that I needed in a time when I had no one, dude, I am... I'm accepting of myself and I give myself a break on that. I totally do. But I am committed to making smarter choices now that I can be mindful and not in, you know, whatever state of mind that was caused by those circumstances. So at any rate, a great way to fill yourself up. Um, And also, like if you're, um, you know, different things can happen. Like you're depending on what kind this is such a big insight that I feel like I got today it's like a huge aha moment for me because you guys know that I do a a combination of things right and so what I realized is depending on what is required of me that day or what I know I'm gonna have to do me selecting in advance what's going to be available to me to eat is very very helpful because depending on what kind of work that I do I'm going to need something um like if I'm like really really focused on something and I just have to kind of stay with that one thing the whole day even though I might get up and I I might not have the opportunity to like go and have a real meal you know what I'm saying um but I'm going to want to literally be snacking the whole day. So you want it to be something that is going to be uh, moderate, that cumulatively is not going to be fattening, you know, or not going to be like not good for your energy level. So one really great thing, especially if you have access to a refrigerator, is to go ahead and make that great. Th- it's so, so easy what I'm going to tell you right now. The whole cosmos in the virtual reality will be affected too. Please note that my postings could end abruptly. I have released enough information and energy to assist you in the upcoming turmoil. Always remember, never give your will over to darkness. Darkness can harm your body, but it cannot touch your will unless you give it over to darkness. The Atawat was moved. As the reptilian ruling elite and the vulturite ruling elite clashed. September 21st, 2005. My last posting entitled Alien Eyes Guided Hurricane Katrina has caused a stir with the ruling elite. Immediately after the article appeared on the internet, our phones were disconnected from a remote site, the outage lasted for several days. Further, the Z12.com website has been knocked down repeatedly, often several times a day. While other articles I have written have caused annoyance to the ruling elite, the last posting is in a class by itself. One might wonder why my article describing how aliens were behind Hurricane Katrina's assault on New Orleans affected them so much. Yet, the ruling elite has allowed relatively free distribution in the alternative media of a theory that Hurricane Katrina was an attack on America by Russian weather control technology. The Russian weather control story is indeed beneficial to the ruling elite's agenda. This raises many questions. To sort out why the human-manufactured hurricane is acceptable whilst the alien-engineered hurricane is taboo, one needs to remember that the ruling elite has covered up signs of alien activities for many decades. It uses several techniques and its own media to scorn, 
scoff at and ridicule various observations of alien activities, while simultaneously flooding the media with propaganda that confuses the public and sways beliefs and thoughts towards skepticism of alien existence, or which gears beliefs in certain directions about aliens. Aliens now influence or control all nation states on the Earth. Most of the governments are either predominantly influenced by reptilians or by vulture rights. These are the two main groups vying for supremacy. They appear in all major political parties around the world. Whilst the Republican Party in America is currently a vulture-right-influenced party, it is heavily infiltrated by reptilians, who can often take important leadership roles, and even become Republican presidential candidates. Likewise, the Democratic Party is currently a reptilian-influenced party that is heavily infiltrated by vulture rights today in America. Not the table of Apollo, you fool! The tablet of Prometheus! You have failed me for the last time, Agnon! What is this? Someone, someone who isn't me, dares to manipulate time? Everything is awesome. Later, Hermes. What's this? Does he? If you're going to the kitchen, can you grab us some sodas? Oh, yeah. I'm all about the sodas. Here you go. How did you do that? Do what? We're talking about the tablet. And anyone with half a brain would figure out that if the last temple Cronus Circe was built in honor of Prometheus, then he's obviously going to search all the temples built in his honor. Right? Right? Uh, yeah. And, uh, how do we find it? Here's a list of their locations. That is a good soda. Uh, yes, a small one. I should have known. We must act quickly, Agnon. I will not lose the talent of those mortals. Like you have to go out and and uh, you know go to some place and get it. 
you know, a couple of times during the day. It's not that. It's like a, it's like bring your lunchbox kind of a meal. And so you, you get yourself one big box of the garden salad, like the biggest one, okay? I, I didn't look and see exactly what they say the measurements are, but it's like if you say uh, one bag or box of salad is like a one meal, whatever, get like a double. It's like, it looks like a double and a half portion of the, what I chose was the masculine greens, okay? And then you choose your protein, whatever it is. Um, some people like chicken, grilled chicken, or whatever it is. Choose your favorite seasonings and go all out with it. Like here's where you can really, this is one of those occasions where you could really have what you want. And you don't, because of the way that this, uh, meal plan that I'm talking about works. You don't have to worry about, oh, I cooked it in butter. Oh, I, you know, I put this on it because I like, I put this coating on it and it's so fattening. Or, you know, so you could have it whatever kind of way that you like it that is the most delicious for you. <laughs> before they realize that tablet is a counterfeit. Find the real tablet, Agnon. I'm counting on you. Excellent work. If this tablet had fallen into Cronus's hands, the results could have been catastrophic. Thanks, Hera, but Odie's the one who deserves your praise. He practically did everything himself. Well, excellent work, Odie. Hey, you know, when one of us wins, we all win. Did you say you got this tablet? Why? This, um, this isn't the tablet of Prometheus. It's a recipe for chocolate chip cookies. That's impossible! We have to search the other temples, and fast. Chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> nice work. We'll split up. Harry, you and Atlanta search this temple. We're on it. Teresa, you and... I'll go with Teresa. Neil, take this one. All right, you two. What is your problem? Problem? No problem here. You've been taking pot shots at each other for days, and it ends now. You said it yourself, Odie. We're a team. When one of us wins... And another thing. So, is everything cool? Yeah, cool. Totally cool. Good. Let's go. After you. Oh, I insist. 
<laughs> no, no, I insist. <laughs> Come on. Looks like Cronus beat us to it again. There is a lot of conflict because of these entanglements and the relative strengths of the two major alien groups. When one alien group takes full control of a nation, both the opposition and the government will be of the same ill, that is, either reptilian or virtue right. When this happens there is only show fighting because both parties are working for the same alien master. Whilst most people assume there is a single group of ruling elite on the planet, this is not so. In fact, there are two main groups of ruling elite in the world. These groups consist of people who are influenced by reptilians and those who are influenced by virtue rights. In other words, the two main groups of ruling elite in the world are vying for dominance of the earth. That is why there is so much contradiction and conflict on the planet about various matters. The ruling elite from both camps dominate all important fields, medicine, education, law, science, politics, technology, ecology, commerce, finance, military and other areas. Therefore, there are constant clashes within and without the fields of operation. The two groups of ruling elite represent evil fighting evil. On Earth. Reptilian-sponsored people are constantly being bombarded by vulturites attacks on the physical and subtle levels. These attacks can result in headaches, other bodily pain, accidents, annoyances, obstructions, traps, setups, slanders etc. Of course, not all events are due to alien attacks, but many are. One characteristic of alien attacks is that the attacks can be readily explained away with physical mind reasoning that appears to offer rational or scientific explanations. Hence, people are being deceived. Both main groups of aliens have agents in human bodies who carry poison and distribute it wherever they go. The particular poison can cause physical illness in those affected. It can also cause accidents, epidemics, strange phenomena depression, anxiety, doubts, despair, fear, friction, loss of energy and other negative occurrences. There are also alien agents who are energy vampires, these may or may not inject poison whilst they steal energy. Hence, vulturite-sponsored people are constantly being assaulted by reptilian attacks whilst reptilian-sponsored people suffer from vulturite attacks. For those of the rescue mission and other light workers, there can be attacks from both major alien groups and all of their subordinate groups such as the Greys, Masikaras, Wagules etc. This is not supposition. It is how the world works. Anunnaki propaganda from the astral world wants searchers to believe that the Earth is a classroom for learning lessons. This is false, the truth is that the Earth is a battlefield. Currently, the USA is a vulturite-influenced nation and Russia is a reptilian-influenced country. Therefore, it suits the American ruling elite to allow circulation of the theory that Russia attacked America with weather control weapons. With the respective alien influences in mind, it becomes clearer as to why the Russian government and the American government are at odds with one another at this time. However, the vulturite-influenced American ruling elite, along with all the world's ruling elite, regardless of whether they are reptilian or vulturite-influenced, have a primary strategy of keeping alien involvement on Earth a secret from humans. This secret is kept for many reasons. 
The Earth is a critical battlefield because it is the location of the Atawa-A. The aliens want to keep humans in the dark regarding the Atawa. They have spread many inconsistent theories and religions to conceal the truth from all beings, especially the Earthlings. One currently accepted alien-propagated theory is the Big Bang. Whilst many of Earth's scientists and other theorists are still locked into the possibility that the universe began as a dense unintelligent mass of matter that exploded out and randomly spread out into galaxies and solar systems and thereafter developed intelligence as it evolved, more and more of them are beginning to accept that there is an intelligence behind the formation of the physical universe. Some skeptics are realizing the absurdity of something huge evolving from something that is minute. Many evolutionists place humankind at the top of the evolutionary ladder, and claim that humans will mutate and evolve into greater and greater intelligences. Not only is this claim exceedingly arrogant, it is basically absurd. How can any thinking person believe that the Earth is run by a lesser intelligence than a single human being, or that the entire solar system is less intelligent than one human being? Any reasonable reflection tells a thinking mind that the solar system runs in a very predictable order and is anything but random. All of the planets maintain regular rotations and orbits. It is very obvious that there is something directing the motions of the planets. That something has to be an intelligence far beyond the comprehension of every human mind on Earth. This intelligence has planned and created all there is around the universes and superimposed this upon the true light creation. The plan of this intelligence is very complex and detailed. The characteristics of every atom have been programmed by the intelligence to bond together to make larger bodies. Likewise, the properties of every planet have been carefully programmed into them to affect things on those planets and the others of the solar system. Astrologers have been able to observe and predict the many complex influences the various planets have upon Earth and its inhabitants. However, astrologers have generally avoided the why question about the properties of celestial bodies and interaction of their respective energies. The answer to the question is that the intelligence programmed the properties into the planets to serve its own nefarious purposes. There is a tremendous amount of empty space between the planets of the solar system. On the micro level, there is also a tremendous amount of empty space between atomic parts of physical matter. This is all part of the intelligence's illusion of vastness. All of the orbits of every planet are in a particular state of decay, every one of them would fall off their course if something did not keep them aligned and moving continuously. Likewise, all atomic particles are in a state of decay. On the macro and micro levels, the intelligence has created what appear to be complex, interrelated, perpetual motion machines. However, they only appear to be in perpetual motion. Everything in the material world decays and can only continue until it winds down. The universe is winding down. It has wound down many times in the past and each time it has been restarted. Just like humans, the universe, too, has its own lifespan. As the universe reaches the end of its life, things begin to go awry. Planets start to wobble. Stars burn out, celestial bodies become less predictable in their movements and other signs of deterioration become apparent. It is at that point that the universe needs a restart. As I have mentioned in other writings, 
The intelligence has appointed the Ainanaki as its agents to bring about the restarts when they are due. The Ainanaki have kept this information within a very small circle of Ainanaki elite. This small group is phonetically known as the Wahalu. The Wahalu were the only ones who knew how to operate the Atuwa'e. Needless to say, this small group held an enormous power over every being in the virtual reality. For a long time the Atuwa'e was kept on the Anunnaki home planet of Nibiru until that planet was in its final days. When the Wahalu relocated the Atuwa'e to Earth, suddenly, a remote, Insignificant and primitive planet became a very important place to those who were aware of the Atuwa'e. When the rescuers of the True Light discovered the Atuwa'e on Earth, they disabled the device. After many severe confrontations, the rescuers were able to separate the Atuwa'e from the Wahalu. Eventually, the Wahalu fled the Earth. Ever since, the Wahalu have been unable to return to the Earth because of the tide. Complex security the rescuers have placed around the planet's entry points. Most of the Anunnaki remnants on Earth are awaiting the return of the Wahalu, whom they believe will be able to activate the Atuwa and restart time before the virtual reality breaks down completely. Since the Wahalu know they cannot return, they attempted to send a code to King Hiram, King Solomon and Hiram Abif, but their attempt failed. Some of the aware Freemasons are still seeking the lost code that they refer to as the lost word. The Reptilians, who are members of the Anunnaki remnants, currently possess the non-functional Atuwa'e. The Wahalu have not been able to pass on the operational code to the Anunnaki remnants on Earth. In fact, the Wahalu have since lost the code. Therefore, even if the Wahalu were able to return to Earth, they could not operate the Atuwa'e. There is now only one being who possesses the code to the Atuwa'e. The Atuwa has been moved many times in the past by the Anunnaki remnants. It is a complex maneuver to relocate it. The Atuwa has recently been relocated from the Afghanistan region to the location shown in the photograph. Click image at the top of page. The unsuspecting vulturites are still searching in the Middle East for the Atuwa'e. Their Middle East searches in vain. Times are very tense because the two major groups of aliens are vying for the Atawa and hope to be the next generation of controllers of the virtual reality. It is for this reason that otherwise rational appearing people who control weapons of mass destruction are very dangerous. Beware. The talk of peace is only lip service, the two major alien groups are on a war footing. The Reptilian Vulturate battle for supremacy has so consumed the aliens that they are involved in an insane war of evil versus evil, and all those in their vicinity are forced to suffer the consequences. Viacom has gone from like, I got it pulled up right here, $23 a share a year ago to, it was $96 a share. And a lot of that was from Bill Huang buying and then re-leveraging and buying again. And now typically, you can't do that. You can't leverage a stock to buy the same stock. However, he had six different brokerage accounts. And this, these are the biggest banks in the world, Deutsche Bank, Credit Suisse, Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan. I mean, these are the largest banks on the planet. 
and apparently <laughs> didn't know he was doing this. And what happened was the stock hiccuped. He had a margin call, couldn't meet the margin call, and lost $20 billion almost overnight, which is just insane. I don't know how, like, the risk management teams on these funds, like, what are they doing? Um, See, that's going to be peanuts compared to what happens to Citadel. We're going we're gonna to charge them trillions of dollars out here. <laughs> yeah, so, and what happened there, yes, Bill Huang lost, you know, he loses his capital of, let's call it around 17 to $20 billion, I don't know the exact number. The prime brokers, though, are held with all the leverage as well. Which we look at a Citadel example, and Tom was just you're just asking me what would happen to Citadel if this happened. You know, Citadel, I don't know how large of a position they're in right now in a short position, but if they've leveraged that position or, or done naked shorts, I mean that that position is fifty trillion potentially that large, right? If people don't sell, and what would happen is these prime brokers who are holding the bag and help facilitate the transaction, which I don't know, it, it, and just a side note, but it's just bonkers to me that a prime broker, a, a Deutsche Bank, with all their analysts and risk management would allow that to happen. Like who, they're allowing that trade to take place. And with, with Archegos, uh, Deutsche Bank's a great example, they lost about $6 billion, $6 billion every year they made about 15 to 20 million dollars doing that transaction which is just fractional as a bank you're you took a six billion dollar risk for 20 Sorry. million a year that's it yeah. like where is your risk management team and so to see that happen two months ago in a great market a great economy i mean relatively great economy I think there's not really that much else going on it's not like it was a domino effect mm -hmm. i just choose what you want you know if you want to put like a little bit i'm finding that you can have a little bit of different sauces on your proteins and you know you can have a little bit it doesn't have to be drenched in buffalo sauce or barbecue sauce or whatever kind of sauce teriyaki whatever it is that you like it doesn't have to be drowning in that you know you just it's for taste you know so so something that you can do if you're making the chicken or I chose um, I chose some salmon and I, I'm so glad I did and salmon is a great choice and it's a great choice for exactly what I'm telling you about so you could take a brush like a food brush and just dip your brush in whatever your favorite sauce is even if it's really fattening or if it's olive oil you know and and uh, some herbs an olive oil that you let sit uh, with some sea salt and some pepper and let those flavors really sink in with some, some onion up in there. You know, there's power in the potency of that, just letting it sit for a while, you know. And so you baste, use your brush and you baste whatever your protein is. Um, you know, if you're doing beef, you could do your different... Um, your different... Uh, I like all the different sauces that are available, whether you're going to go Latin, you're going to go... Uh, more Asian style cooking, uh, Indian style cooking, uh, soul food style cooking. You baste your protein in your seasonings and your flavor, okay? And then you, I prefer that you grill it. Um, and then you cut it up into small pieces and you put it on your salad. And then my favorite, favorite thing in the world is to take my favorite uh, trail mix and everybody has their own but I like the power brand um, it's power something 
trail mix and it's got like goji berries and pumpkin seeds which are really great for people that have anemia and then sometimes I'll add to that cashews and walnuts and coconut shavings okay and you throw all of that and your protein if you want to add avocado if you want to add tomato go ahead you put that on top of your salad and um it, before I put that on there something really cool that I do that I think you know might change how you eat you can also take your salad dressings you know because a lot of people say well you're gonna have a salad but then you're gonna uh, drench your salad in all of this salad dressing which is totally fattening right so like it like it defeats the purpose right so something that you can do is take um, you know, if you have any, any food items that have like a, a good spray bottle, like I bought avocado oil and you can, it's in this kind of thing where you can spray the pan and I always refill it, uh, with, with, you know, my olive oil so that I don't go crazy on the olive oil and have too much in the pan. It's really, really great to, to do your portion control and have a spray. Right, so depending on the consistency and the thickness of your salad, you can do the exact same thing with your salad dressing, um, where you kind of... Um... It doesn't mean he found it. We should still look around. I know what's a habit, sorry. Uh, oh no. Excuse me. Just do it. Give it a rest. Ow! Whoa! I'm done here, guys. I think they lied. They lied. Sounds good. Okay. Archie, come on. You're being unreasonable. The catacombs check out. Aren't you guys done yet? Maybe you're right. Cody, can I talk to you for a minute? Sure. I've been, well, I've been a jerk for the last few days, and I just wanted to say, I'm sorry. Apology accepted. Archie, what are you doing? Hey, let me go! Aha, I knew it! What is that? It's nothing. Yeah, right. What is it? A teleportation device? What? I told you he was up to something, Jay. Jay? What did you do to him? I didn't do anything. You're the one who stopped time. It's a time controller? Hey, why aren't I frozen? What do I look like? An instruction manual? It's probably because we were both touching the time piece when you messed with it. Well, make time go again. Careful! If you break it, we're in a lot of trouble. Oh, you're in a lot more than trouble.
I said, a lot of trouble. <laughs> of Zeus, such an elegant, precise weapon, in the right hands. Get to the point, Cronus. Hmm, very well. Jay! I'll get you for this. Ah, oh, how noble. Unfortunately, you have no one to blame but yourself. I am the god of time, you know. Whenever time is altered, I feel it. You led me right to you. You turned yourself into a homing beacon? You're supposed to be the smart one. Yeah? Well, you're supposed to be the great warrior. And you walked right into a trap. I am not taking the blame for this. Boys, boys, please. You're both to blame. You mortals, so arrogant, want to be the best at everything. The smartest, the bravest, the cutest. Ah, uh, but don't worry. None of that will matter anymore. With this, I will return this planet to the beginning of time before your kind stained it with your presence. And with this, I will create a new species, one that worships only me. And because you've both been so instrumental in my success, I'll let you witness my grand creation before I destroy you. Assuming naked shorts are going on, where they 
And that, and again, I don't, you know, hopefully they didn't do that just for the sake of the world economy. Like, and maybe not for the, for AMC holders, they're like, great, we'll figure this out. But, you know, if they were holding naked shorts, couldn't cover them, the prime broker is supposed to, you know, step in and facilitate that transaction. Now, if they can't do that and, um, and they essentially default on it, um, I, man, I mean, you could see, you could see a, an entire bank going insolvent. I mean, that's, if it was that large, we're talking trillions and trillions of dollars, you could see an entire bank or two or, depending on how Citadel set up. Now, I don't know how they set up their structure. This is all theoretical, but they could, they could, I mean, you could see a bank going down completely and maybe government stepping in potentially. I mean, it seems like that's what they love to do is just step in and save everybody. So you could see the U.S., the Fed coming in to save, uh, not save Citadel, but just to facilitate those transactions to yeah. make sure that happened um it's a pretty interesting scenario and uh and you know you could see a, a major crash in a bank if that happened let me let me ask you one thing um sometimes to put things in perspective i remind people of tulip mania um how a tulip at one point was worth about seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars now i know this is a completely different scenario i'm not trying to say we're in the same scenario as tulip mania um, but is, is this, you know, something that we could actually see in your opinion, a hundred thousand dollar share price or would something block us Would some type of government or, or intercession of some type to stop us from actually getting to a $50 trillion plus AMC valuation or would the, would the, you know, fundamental rules of the market still apply to us and would we still get our paycheck? It's a good question. I, um, you know, it really, it really depends. You're banking on, well, I think the number was over two and a half million, three million people holding, and even more, right, that are holding that portfolio. Now, theoretically, yes, if you held the entire portfolio and they went up and they had to default now, and we're talking synthetic shares as well mm -hmm. to cover those shares. Um, you know, you can spray it depending on how thick it is, or you can sprinkle it. So you sprinkle your salad dressing, layering it throughout uh, the box. So if you can, this is what you should do. You should get a bag or a bowl and empty all the salad that's in your salad box uh, into it, right? Then you layer the salad back in to the, into the box and you sprinkle in your salad dressing, layering it like very, very lightly so that you're getting the flavor throughout, but you're not going to you know, just pour it on, you know, because it always ends up being too much anyway. And it takes away from all the other flavors that would be in there, right? And even as you go, as you, uh, as you do your salad dressing, maybe on the second, the second layer of adding the salad back in, you can then add your trail mix to that. And the trail mix will like kind of stick to the salad dressing so it's really going to pick up the flavors of that you're going to you're going to love me after you start eating it then um you do your your last couple of layers of your mescaline on top um and you do another layer light sprinkle of the salad dressing really really light you know zigzag zigzag really really light um and then you do uh your proteins okay on the top and I like to chop them up in little pieces or you could just have the big piece and you chomp on it or break it up or however it is that you want to do it but it's great if you chop it and just you know throw it all on top what <laughs>
We made it. What the? Something's wrong. Hey, when did you grow a beard? When did I grow a beard? Cronus has accelerated our aging. We've got to hurry. The janitor's closet. Hurry. Hey, that was last month. That's what I was hoping for. If time is going backward, why are we aging so fast? Cronus has done something to our eternal clocks. Somehow he's offset us from the rest of time. Wait a minute. We don't have a minute. How are we going to stop Cronus here? If Cronus is reversing time for the entire planet, this means that right now, in the past, the timepiece I took is still in Zeus's closet. doing here again getting the timepiece of zeus all right and who are you again i'm odie you whippersnapper oh odie odie i went to school with someone named odie i liked him now how did i find that timepiece of zeus last time oh right that's how now what now we put a stop to this. What are you doing? If we destroy this now in the past, it won't be there when I go to get it in the future. Got it? No. Just trust me. No. <laughs> Prometheus to find. And we've got a plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, excellent work. Wait, wait, wait a minute. This is a recipe for chocolate chip.
we see enough of this old stuff back at the school? Yeah, I think it's required by law that you visit a museum while on vacation. What's taking so long? I'm trying to fit you and the statue in the picture. I don't care about the statue. I want a picture of me in Greece, not Greece and me. My cat is probably screaming right now.
on vacation every day. Hmm, I wish it wasn't over so soon. What's taking him so long? Are you sure those skewers are safe? I mean, I'd hate to get a splinter on my tongue. Last chance to grab some souvenirs. You better eat and run. You really shouldn't eat and run. It's bad for the digestion. Huh? <laughs> Wouldn't want to fall through one of those things. Eh? and cards. Uh, I think I've got plenty of time, Arch. Well, you don't know that. That horse could charge us without warning. You're right. Danger lurks around every corner. I know. I know. We must be very, very careful. Yes. Very careful. You never know what evil schemes, gods, or monsters are hiding in the shadows. But I have shopping to do. Cover me, I'm going in. Archie, what's with all this safety monitor stuff? I thought you were just afraid of water. Well, you know, being away from home. Doesn't hurt to be careful. But vacations are for cutting loose, you know. Live a little. It's good to be careful. These are mataki. Protective charms to keep away the evil eye. Matyasma. Ah, uh, but your good friend, she likes this one very much. Atlanta? Uh, he, well, she's not my girlfriend. Ah, but I can see she's a friend nonetheless. Hey, guys, wait up! Somebody you want to protect, am I right? Well... I guess I can get it for her. Oh, good quality. 100% pure silver. Atlanta? Okay, then. A dark, creepy alley in a strange country. And... Nothing to fear, but fear itself, right? <laughs> okay, Archie, it's just a cat. 
I like to add tomatoes. I like to add tomatoes to that. Um, wow, let me try to turn this off. I like to add tomatoes to that. Um, and then what? So you have your multi-layered salad with the light salad dressing, your trail mix in there, which is that's really going to give you so many of the nutrients that you need throughout the day. And it's going to stop you from having to reach for a snack because the trail mix is already in there. Um, and uh, the salad dressing and the, possibly the avocado are going to give you good fats. Um, some people like to add, if you're going to add bacon bits, add it throughout um, uh, for texture. If the bacon bits, I don't eat, I don't eat pork. But if you enjoy that, the, the texture of those uh, fried bacon bits are just going to just melt in your mouth with the texture that's going to be in the salad and with the, um, the trail mix is just going to, it's going to kill it. Um, I like to add, if you're going to do that, also add walnuts. Um, so another note about the salad dressing is... Um, I really do believe that I'm designing my style of eating and, you know, that's why I'm kind of like, people are putting things in my face, do this, do this, this, and I'm actually very grateful that they even care about my health and I'm very touched, um, but I, I am like kind of doing my own uh, research to see what works for me and so I like to have what I like. I like what I like and I think you do too. And the thing is, when you have, when you actually allow yourself to have what you like instead of deprivation, you feel satiated. You feel satisfied because you, you got what you wanted, right? So um, the key to that is getting the thing that you want, the salad dressing of choice that, like, like a lot of people have trouble, you know, getting themselves to eat more salad. Because, like, sometimes it's just, like, you buy it and you be like, man, I bought it, but I don't feel like eating it. I don't feel like making it. I don't feel like eating it. So when you do your homework in advance and you know this is my favorite salad dressing, I always like it. It's never bad. Uh, it, I'm always in the mood for it. Um, you then take it and you modify it. So if, it, if it's heavy on fat or if it's heavy in any one area, you get um, kind of like a filler that's healthy and you, you, you thin it out. I think, you know, if you're an AMC stockholder, you put in 10 grand uh, three months ago, and it's worth uh, $1.4 million right now. And the share price is 8000 Okay, we'll be back in just a second. $1,000. I don't know. I probably would sell if it was me, right? I not the, me. The, and not, yeah, I know, I know you're the, the community of holding to hundred grand, but I'm talking human nature. I think people are going to see those, those numbers and say, you know what? It's, we've hit a point and you start seeing sellers come out of the market and, and look at it. That's, that's typically what happens, right? There's a, everyone has a price and you said your price is a hundred thousand dollars. There could be another guy on YouTube saying $200,000, right? Everyone's got their own price. It could be 50, a hundred, 
And I would say, you know, unless the whole community came together as one and said, like, legit, we are literally diamond hands forever. I just think human nature gets That's in the way when you see that big of a paycheck and, uh, and you start pulling out. See, okay, let me, let me push back just a little bit to that point. Um, first of all, that is kind of what we're doing. We are coming together all together. We're saying we're not selling to 100 grand. Mark my words. Um, actually, you know, maybe I would sell a few at, at a couple thousand or something, maybe. But but the majority I'd hold. See right there, though. That what you just said right there is okay. the is, okay. the is that's the problem. I, I'll, maybe I'll sell a few at a thousand or you no, know, just to get back my principal, and then everyone starts doing that and it unravels. That what you just said. That's that's what I mean. Okay, good point. Um, get me back, Tom. Now, what do you think? Okay, here's what I think. <laughs> let's say let's say you're playing a game of poker. You're playing with some of the richest people in the world. You have the royal flush. You have the best possible hand. There is a, a pot, you know, on the table. I'm assuming you're familiar with poker. And the pot is, like you said, 140,000 or whatever number you threw out there. Do you think you're, you you're going to fold and take that pot or do you think you're going to raise the bet? If you have the best hand you can possibly hold, you're going to keep raising that bet over and over again. And you know what? I know I did say um, in either your interview or my interview, I did mention that I would sell a few shares at under 100,000. But I will now commit not to sell any shares until we reach over 100,000. Um, and and because I am being hypocritical here, I should not. I should be leading by example, and I will not sell a single share until we hit over 100,000 or until the squeeze has been squoze. Um, but but you know, coming back to that poker example. Don't you think you'd hold on and keep raising the bet and keep raising the bet because you have the you have the royal flush? What else are you gonna do? But but it, but at that point, and it's just this is just me, and I'm I like the pushback. I like going back and forth. Uh, you're not playing. It's not a binary game. It's not it's not me versus you. It's me and 3.2 other million people. And if I started to see my buddy started to sell at fifty thousand dollars, my other buddy was selling at sixty five thousand, and people and other it starts to crack. It's I. I am not in charge of my own fate. In the poker example, I'm in charge of my own fate. It's still, you know, it is a it is a zero sum game. Uh, stock market is a zero sum game, and so you're also a little bit playing against the other players. And when you take profits on the table, you saw, you know, with GameStop, I think is a, a little bit of an example. It's not, the, you know, exactly the same, but um, you saw people that got in and out at great times, and some people that held forever, and they, you know, could have gotten out at a better time. And so. Um, that's that's what I think the difference is. But back to back to the example, I like I like the the you know the concept of pushing it that high. Now back to the poker example though, you can only bet until the person is insolvent, right? And what's that limit where you're going to get a bullet in your head? You know what I mean? Like you're playing poker when it leaves the the chips and they pull out a pistol and point at your head. Like that's that's almost which is kind of just crazy. When we saw that with GameStop, right, where they they pulled out different, they changed the rules of the game. They mm-hmm. literally changed the rules of the game on the traders, and they did not let people buy anymore. I mean, that's what happened. They changed the poker game, and so I don't know. It's not a binary game. It's not. It's not just ones and zeros. I think there's a bigger game happening between the traders with you and them. Their ability potentially to to change the rules of the game. That's what I think. Okay, here's here's Any two thoughts. Though? Two two small thoughts. This video was only supposed to be like three minutes, but we're getting carried away here a little bit. That's I like fun. it. It's fun. Okay, so. We have a scenario here. We don't have to have everybody hold on to 100,000. We just have to have enough people hold on to 100,000. Keep in mind, let's just throw out a number there. Let's say between covering the shorts and between buying back the synthetic shares, the hedge hedge funds have to buy a total of 500 million shares. 
just an arbitrary number just to throw out there for, for the sake of argument. 500 million shares have to be purchased. I know that we're going to have some paper-handed investors. Probably 300 million, 400 million of those shares are going to be sold back to those hedge funds, and they're going to get that, that position covered. But those last 100 million shares, just if we have enough people to hold on to those last 100 million shares and they refuse to sell until we hit 100,000, you know, and they can't get the shares anywhere else, all those shares have to be covered. You're right that, that it's not you know, a perfect example with the poker, but we also have to remember we've already accounted for the fact that there will be paper-handed investors. It's really just going to be the true ride-or-die people who are going to get that $100,000 payday, $100,000 plus. Um, and and you know, the, that kind of leads me into what you said. When you pull the gun out, I guess that's kind of what I'm asking you. What is the gun? What are they going to do if we actually do get to that level? Um, are they going to you know, put question. us in jail? Are they going to shut us down? What's going to happen? I, man, I mean, it's a good question, and I and I love, dude. I love. I I think I'm gonna buy some some AMC tomorrow. Like I've never bought any Doge, GameStop, and you've convinced me. Like I'm gonna take some of my Vegas money and I'm putting it into just, and I'm gonna let it ride. I'm gonna same thing. I, yeah. I don't, I'm just gonna be like, you know what? I don't even care if it goes to zero. I'm fine, but I'm banking on that. I actually, you've convinced me on this call, which is pretty fun. Um, but what is the gun? I and I think a good example is, and maybe we're gonna get censored for this, but Trump over the election, and the yeah. conservative group that was. I mean, you saw big tech censor in it half of the country in it overnight, which was insane. Now I don't care where you stand politically, but that should be yeah. concerning to you that an entire social media platform was deplatformed in like three hours. People's accounts, all of their Twitter accounts, Instagram accounts, Reddit accounts were all shut down overnight. People couldn't post. They were at the at the uh, the Capitol during that march, couldn't mm -hmm. post, couldn't go live, couldn't use their cell phones. I mean, that's the kind of, and that was for political things. Maybe that's you know, it's a different game, right? And they were, yeah. you know, obviously there's there's always justification for censorship or whatever. I mean, there, I, I don't know. The, what is the gun? I don't know if, if the Fed stepped in and, and uh, or, or even, I mean, a lot of people are on Robinhood is a great example. Robinhood really shut down the GameStop run uh, because Citadel was in the back. I mean, you could have brokerages playing along. You could have even Apple or, I mean, there's a lot of groups that have background. We don't realize it, but very powerful things over our life to yeah. save a company that much money. And, you know, you don't think you'll think, no, they never would do it. But for, you know, a trillion dollars, I think a people would do a lot of, a lot of things for that. Yeah. And so I, yeah. Anyways, I don't know what the, I don't know what would happen and where it would go. I just think the rules of the game might change as, as if that was going on. One, one final question. Um, if this does happen, if we have all the, all the cards line up or, or whatever lines up, we have, um, you know, no censorship. We have these hedge funds buying back their shares. People actually get paid $100,000 plus for their shares. Um, would, it, would it be safe to say this could ruin the United States economy or possibly even the world economy? Is that, is that something possible or, or would we you know, figure out something in, in your opinion? In my opinion, and I'm, you know, I'm new to this, you painted this picture for me just on your channel, which is awesome. $100,000 share, $50 trillion market cap, if they actually, like you said, if it all actually went through to transact on that and actually get paid to cover these synthetic shares, the, the Fed would obviously be stepping in and they would be creating $50 trillion, uh, theoretically, to do that. 
and you know probably be a little bit less in there but think about the the effect that that would have on the world economy they've printed i don't Totally serious. I got such a good leg workout. Cause I had to isolate. You have to hold in your stomach in order to control your feet. You said some people can't do it with their hands. Are you serious? Did you get like a horrible hand job at point? And what do you say? Just stop? Just get off? Like literally? Cause you're not healthy. Couldn't win it. That's really sad. What if somebody was like too rough? Ever have that? Too rough? Well, some people want to get things over with as quick as possible, so they just like really just sledgehammer on it. And that's not gonna happen. I'm not that type of person. Thank God. Or like somebody that puts some kind of hand cream on that has like menthol on it and you're all ready and then they're like, ah! I was looking at the stall one day, they have all kind of lotions and stuff, but I never, I mean, I... Go with what's organic and healthy. Still, my Albaline is what works for us. Because there's no... Albaline to you is your, uh, Maybelline is Chuck Burns. <laughs> Reminds me of, what's that guy's name? Gabe? Oh. What's the guy that we worked with in the studio? Ned? The one that kept that guy's masters. With the dead grandmother. certainly had unconventional dining habits. Yes, but a king should be allowed to eat whatever, or <laughs> whomever he wants. By the blood of a hunter, by the light of the full moon, I command you, Lycan, rise, rise! Right now, I work through home, make breakfast for my family, and do my own thing. <laughs> that cat can get all germy and infected. You might need a tetanus shot or a rabies. Miss Hera checked it out, Chiron checked it out, everyone has checked it out. Except for the school nurse. What if it's contagious? Oh, you're right. I should go to the nurse to get rid of this headache.
What's up with Archie? Archie's been acting different ever since that visit to the museum. Is there another security camera that can give us a closer look? Who knows? If that case happened, I mean, that would be a, a that would, I mean, the, the future of the U.S. dollar would be at stake. You would have, um, you know, a, a global reserve currency at its knees. Um, and I just don't think I, it's it's improbable it's to think that they would pay 50, you know, trillion out of uh, a piggy bank to cover AMC shorts, you know. And so mm -hmm. that much money supply um, to be added for for that purpose i i don't i don't know everything's changed up right now though so that but if it, let's just say back to your example though, if it did happen 100 percent. i mean you would have um the u.s dollar be uh you know i would say debunked as a world currency at that point yeah. and we would we would shift to something else it would be a, a global financial catastrophe so so maybe crypto would be a good hedge if you if you really think this is going to happen um Okay, well, yeah. the, the final the final question. I think I already asked the final question. I love one, this, one final tiny thing. I love this guy's channel, and his name is Tom Zuzolo, Zuzolo, and he's got Bridger uh, Pennington on. And Bridger, I thought you really you brought some salient <coughs> points to this. Um, so if you guys aren't following these two, get on it because I really liked. I really like this conversation. I'm going to be listening to you guys. We're going to finish up the last little bit on Kyla Powers Radio. If I told you, you know, back March 2020, when AMC was about to go bankrupt, that we'd be sitting here today talking about $100,000 AMC share price, what would you have thought? Oh, well, obviously, just <laughs> away, right? You're buying penny stocks, these bankrupt stocks. And it could have been a number of stuff. It could be Hertz. It could have been all these other bankrupt companies, you know, Toys R Us. Um, you know, I, I usually call, 
I usually, I, I mean, I never get to those, but it is, it is insane that what is the stock price today? 63, four, four, $64, something like that. Yeah. It's absolutely insane that, that what has happened. And so that's why I'm like, we have seen insane never before things in the last few years. And mm-hmm. so to say something's impossible at this point just isn't logical. Refresh your summer with Wawa's handcrafted refreshers and smoothies. Yeah, 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 time to <laughs> Sorry. Oh, we'll be right back in. These commercials try to sneak in there. Logical. I mean, everything is on the table right now. Um, now, is it probable? I play probabilities in my investing and things like that and, you know, and what's going on. It's But right now, I mean, to have, we have over $17 trillion trading at negative interest rates mm. in the world. 17 trillion at negative interest rates in the in the 80s and 90s they didn't even know what they didn't even there wasn't a book written on even negative interest rates like it wasn't even a thing and now we have over 18 trillion dollars same thing if you told somebody in the 1980s an economist we're gonna have 18 trillion dollars of negative interest rates in 2020 2021 they'd they'd laugh yeah what do you mean what do you mean a negative Mm -hmm. interest rate that's what we have today so i I don't throw it out. I, I don't throw out what the possibilities are out there. And so I guess we'll see. Um, and uh, we'll hold on for the ride and just see what happens. So, yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, it's a shout out to Bridger. Check out his channel. It'll be linked top description below. We're also going to have two interviews. I will be posting mine Saturday. Bridger, I don't know when you'll be posting yours, but if you want to see me being interviewed, it'll be on his channel. Um, thank you so much for watching. Please feel free to spread the video around. You know, maybe if you liked it, you know, feel free to like, feel free to subscribe. So I make nothing off of this podcast. Um, but, um, my brothers here, I hope that they do really well. And I hope that, uh, this helps people, uh, stay on top of, uh, the game. Okay. I'm going to try to insert a little comedy here. Mm, okay. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Beautiful day in the neighborhood. AMC is mine. AMC, AMC is, is mine. mine. I've always wanted to have a neighbor just like that bitch. <laughs> so let's take a toast on this beautiful day. You stutter. You toast this shit. Oh, Should have no. stuck with AMC all the way. <laughs> Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be? AMC. <laughs> that was cool. Imagine you want somebody to work on your house, you can put this song on. That's the way it works. <laughs> time after time. <laughs> Some people you pay them by the day and then they just spread out the work. No, I, I'd rather pay somebody by project. Okay, you get this done, then we do this.
except for like soulful ballads. No, Michael McDonald is the only one doing those two. And Peter C. Oh, and that but without um, as much fat. So it's, it's not gonna, um, it's not gonna be as concentrated because if you know you have bacon in there, you're also gonna have fat, right? So um, there are different ways that I will talk to you guys about modifying your salad uh, recipes, um, but keeping it really simple. I had a girlfriend that used to could make a salad and all she had was like balsamic and olive oil and salt and pepper and she could rock the heck and a pinch of lemon and she could rock it just with that and that's not a whole lot of salad dressing and it's like the lighter you do it the more delicious it will be um so anyway you did your proteins on top if you want to shake it if you want to whatever you can but so there you have your meal and the thing is if it just came out of the refrigerator it's probably gonna salads you want to eat salads relatively soon to when you bought it because it can change in the refrigerator like I try not to store it on the top shelf because it, if it's too close to the top it's gonna get like frosted it's gonna get like I don't know it changes the texture so I try to keep it in the middle where it's kind of just cold you know but it doesn't change the leaves so anyway when I take it out of the refrigerator I often find that it's kind of cold and it's too I don't know stiff I don't know I don't like it so I like it wilted <laughs> wilted salad wilted salad is the move it really really is wilted salad is everything um, if you taste these wilted salads you'll be like I've been missing out wilted salad is amazing so um, I had this salad that I had had in the refrigerator and it was stiff last night and it was really really good um, so like I said um, the balsamic and vinegar are nice dressings the um, something I think you can never go wrong with is ginger dressing like Japanese ginger dressing or um, miso sauce dressing because it's so light you know but it's so flavorful um, and that's what I did last night was the miso and I kind of just I was nibbling throughout like let's say if I started from lunchtime on this salad I just the whole time I never had to get up and cook and wash dishes and I didn't have the distraction of oh what am I gonna eat you know I just had this big old salad and it, it was in its, uh, you know, phases of deterioration. And the more it deteriorated, the more delicious that it got. Um, the more all the flavors sunk in, uh, the more all the textures sunk in. It was just like a surprise by the time you get to the bottom of it with all those, those nuts and the gojis and the cranberries. It was like awesome sauce right there. Um, and so, like, literally, <laughs> I went to bed with this salad next to me and I woke up and I was like dude I really don't feel like well I'm gonna probably go in there and see if I want to make something but I was like this salad is still good and it actually tastes better than ever it's now it's really really wilted it's really really wilted and it really tastes delicious I might layer on a little bit more of the um Drink.
turn in the pot. Baby, turn in the pot. dark alley. What are the chances? I'm not a guy, my dear. I'm a god. Okay, but I know I got the creepy part right. Well, I don't like to slash and run. Uh, no, wait a minute. I love to slash and run. <laughs> are you okay? Yeah, I'm all right. But I'm ready for this holiday to be over. <laughs> what about you? Are you okay? <laughs> it looks like Atlanta's not the only one ready to go home. Sentimental mementos. Huh, except for this. Hmm. Zeus, son. Such a way with the throating kings. Like Lycan, king of Arcadia. Archie put that mask on. Hmm. Let me run a comparison on my relics archive. We've got a match. Phobos. Phobos was one of Ares' sons who would accompany him in battle to put fear into the hearts of the enemy. Guess that's where they get that word phobia. That Phobos was one creepy looking dude. By putting on the mask, Archie must have been infected by fear itself. Archie's infected with what? Fear. That explains why Archie didn't fight when he came up against Cronus. Why he's been acting all anxious. We should make sure Archie stays inside the school until we figure out what to do. 
But Archie isn't in school. He took off with Atlanta. sauce dressing but it is really 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 good wilted and i'm just like how many people would guess that wilted salad is good it is really really good um and i love this because it's salmon uh and i had it coated i mean i didn't have this refrigerated and i was able to just stay at my desk and just carry on and do what i had to do and whenever i got hungry just go into my salad box and it really saved me time there's no cleanup because all you have to do is throw out the box no cleanup very simple very filling and you're filling yourself with greens you can't get any better than that and there's no bread because i was eating a lot of pasta you know i found myself eating a lot of like either pasta or asian noodles and like i'd like to try to give that a break you know so i'm getting closer and closer to knowing depending on what my schedule is this is what i need to eat because it's going to help me get my work done it's going to help me also the ingredients in the trail mix are going to give you those powerful uh not just antioxidants but boosts of energy you know so even almonds throwing some almonds up in there um it's going to give you these little these little bits of energy to just help you keep going, you know? And so I found, like, this is, like, my power. I'm going to call it. Oh, no, power salad. Oh, no. I'm loving the salad. This is something that I'm going to do. It's very, very easy. And um, if it's within one day, this, this, uh, this salmon is not going to go bad. The chicken is not going to go bad. You know, so we're good like this. Um, so this is the wilt. That was the wilted salad recipe. If you're really, really busy, it's the move because you don't have to cook. You don't have to cook mul you know, multiple times during the day. Um, you know, and your food is right there. And like, I am gonna like actually eat this now. I'm gonna. This is gonna be my my breakfast. I will say that the tomatoes got a little soggy, but they were. Um, I had had them in the refrigerator for a while so like as long as you use like maybe cherry tomatoes or you know one that's uh hasn't been sitting there a while <laughs> Teresa what is it I only got bits and pieces it was a dog of some kind a dog unless Phobos himself has a dog phobia I don't think Teresa's vision has any connection to Archie's mask What is that? What? 
What are you looking at? emergency ward what is your deal it's like you're suddenly afraid of everything there's a lot to be afraid of wow the moon and the stars are really out tonight hey i know where we can get a better view uh i don't think this is such a good idea come on it's be good for Halloween. I gotta remember this. Take us. <laughs> then you'll be good. So that salad, I am really happy with that salad. I'm about to eat it. And um, so like, I was debating between eating like this and the benefits of fasting um you know whether it's fasting for a couple of hours and which hours should that be during the day or is it choosing certain days to fast you know what i mean and then what type of fast sh should you do um so i'm doing uh my analysis of what works for me and my body and i think that i think i'm going to be able to develop like a whole thing as, as I improve my health, I'm gonna be able to, to create my own system that I think could work for a lot of people. Um, so I'll be sharing it with you, what I'm doing. Um, but I think that this is definitely something that I wanna do at least three. The money game with AC, let's see. trading, finding these very volatile stocks and options uh, to, to use in this way. Do you think it's just a phase? Uh, what, what's your, your top-level thought on what this means for the market? Well, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having this me on. This is the Tasty Trade CEO, Tom Sosnoff. Um, do I think it's a phase? No. No, I think it's 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 way bigger than a phase. I think it's a, you're, you're watching something or you're witnessing history, which is a transformational, it's almost like a a transfer of one generation to the next, or it's the opening up of the markets to a new generation. So no, I don't think it's a phase. I think what we're witnessing right now is something that's actually really important and really cool to see. Is this the best way for a new generation to be engaging with the markets? Now, obviously there's a lot of power in, in these sort of social viral mode of, of, of searching for names and trying to outsmart uh, the professionals. However, it also seems to come with paying tremendous premiums for out-of-the-money options that are going to expire in a couple days and just a lot of, of friction uh, and, and really just a lot of, uh, of room to, to kind of win or lose. So do you think that that's uh, kind of your best entry point? You know, 
I don't know if there is, like, like, it's a great question because I don't know, Mike, if there is a best entry point. You're talking about something that's never been done before. Remember, we're, you can go back and look at this business. I, I, this is my 40th year. And I go back and look at this business. We've been trying to introduce a younger generation, a new generation to the world of finance and investing, you know, forever. And here it is. Until Robinhood came along and until meme stops came, came along and everything like that, it's nobody's been able to do it. So is it perfect? No. Let's just go. Generation would, would have when they're getting into investing. So what they're looking for is an opportunity to invest in something. And this is one of the reasons why digital assets took off. And it's one of the reasons why meme stocks took off. They're looking for something with extremely high volatility, which means it has a, an extremely high expected move. And in the end, what that turns into is something where they can say, hey, you know what? I can take a little bit of money and turn it into a lot of money. Now, is that the perfect solution to long-term successful investing? No, but is it a short-term solution to engage an entire generation in the world of finance before they, when they're in their 20s and 30s, before they're in their 50s and 60s? And the answer is yes. That's why I think the benefits are so wonderful compared to the risk. So how many divine people are going through this right now where people wouldn't give you the time of day? People that were crapping on your name, telling people uh, you needed to be over, literally end you, conspiring against you. Uh, you know, now they want to like really get to know you. <laughs> Zephyr, what a community update for uh, interior talking. Peace. Yeah, I see you're the king of pentacles. So you have a new stable partner. I do. Wants to confess something to you, a possible air. No, no. You don't just announce, oh, I'm your partner. No, you got to establish some loyalty. Uh, and if I just yesterday saw so you discovered your plan for betrayal, you don't just get in like that. Days out of the week where it's like the whole day is like, a salad and maybe it's a different take on a salad um something nice that's unexpected that you could do especially if you're making it for more than just yourself um and it's also something great if you have to make lunch for a group of people is like you know like if i had a power meeting you know like a writer's group meeting you know and i knew that i i, I was going to keep people in for hours and hours and we weren't going to be able to go out and you know maybe we're all on a budget and we don't want to order out or something like that that's something you could do grab six boxes of uh you know the salad like i'm telling you and get people's orders of well i like it like this i like it like that have all their ingredients let them bang it out when they come in and then everybody has like their power salad and they've got it there the whole day you don't have to worry about anybody oh i need a break i gotta go get this oh i gotta go get that oh you know no you don't no you don't it's right here you know what I mean? And you can even have, um, in terms of like beverages, because some people be like, oh, no, I need my coffee. Da, 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 da. You know, you can have uh, like uh, an iced coffee thing kind of already made. Um, and you can add your different, um, you know, some of those different creamers can add a different taste to it. And then all you have to do is just add the ice. You know, and if you have enough uh, ice in it and it's in a cold container and it's, you know, you have air conditioning, you should be all right. Um, you're good to go for like literally the whole day. Um, the only other thing that I might have on hand is like some carbs 
uh, to like fill that out. Some carbs to fill that out. Like, um, you know, some, uh, if you take actual potatoes and you slice them really thin and then you bake them, and that's something really nice to have on a table. Um, also, uh, you as you're going to make your salad, you're going to want to put different things and you're going to want to experiment with different flavors. Some interesting things that I just want to blow your mind with. I don't have it here to show you, but one day if I have a show or have enough room and space and I can really show you everything, um, I had an aunt that loved turnips. Turnips. And when I was younger, I hated turnips. But she grew turnips. And now, like, now that I understand flavors, I appreciate turnips. And turnips are, they literally are turn-ups. They can turn up the flavor on so many different uh, meals. And we're going to be experimenting with that. But they're, I think it could be used in salad. And the other ingredients that I'm, if I had it, that I might put in this salad is sweet potato like you can have sweet potato that you you got to cook it just right to where it's not if you're going to use it in the salad you don't want it to be super super soft you know you're going to want it to to still be a little bit stiff but you know soft you know malleable and sweet potato in a salad with some of the stuff that i said mm, really really good so i hope that gave people you know like a meal for a day if you like you have no time you have to get a project done you know you don't have time to like even go to the bathroom like you're just sitting there and you know you're going to be hungry and you know you're going to be nibbling and you don't want to be like grabbing for donuts and you know cheese whiz and whatever else it is that's bad um having like everything that you need just like right there is really good and that gets your salad on that gets your greens in so you don't get constipated anyway so that that doesn't happen you know you don't want to have a bathroom moment and it's like oh guys i'll be right back from the meeting you know and you go in there and it's like it's one minute it's two minutes the people are like where's she at and you're in there and that could happen still but you know if you've been eating your salads you know it's you know maybe maybe you won't be in there so long you know uh yeah so that's that uh ooh my stomach okay <laughs> so i'm learning my own stomach and um i hope that helps you guys uh wilted salad wilted salad is the move okay have a great day oh this would be cute for tomorrow Oh, I don't know.
Uh oh yeah. And I got cat style.